my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. iHeartRadio presents Podversations, a weekly discussion with the biggest names and influencers in podcasting. Want to learn the secret psych-up ritual scrub stars Zach Braff and Donald Faison use before every fake doctor's real friends taping? How Vice News parachutes into war zones to rescue journalists from life-threatening situations? Or why Keegan-Michael Key and Blumhouse believe 3D audio is the future of storytelling? Whether you're a newbie trying to break into the podcast game or an exec trying to refine your playbook, Podversations is the easiest way to keep your pulse on the industry. Hey everybody, and thank you so much for joining us for this week's installment of the iHeart Podcast Network Speaker Series. This is a very cool part of the week for me where I get to stop down for a second and have a quick conversation with a partner of iHeartMedia's, a creator in the podcast ecosystem. And it usually gives us a chance to just have broad conversations around creativity in general, why people are making the stuff they're making today, why they're choosing podcast to make it, sometimes as the first place to make it, sometimes as the only place they wanna make it, but it lends itself to really cool conversations, especially in this very interesting world that we are moving through in 2020 and 2021. Today's guest is no exception. We've had awesome conversations on this series so far. Today's guest is no exception. Heather Einhorn, first of all, thank you so much for hanging out with us for a half an hour. I really do appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Heather has been a partner of iHearts for several years, making very many awesome, very cool podcasts. We'll get into several of them. Heather runs a production company called Einhorn's Epic Productions. 
They don't just do podcasts, but they do a lot of podcasts with iHeartMedia. You hit our radar several years ago, Heather, as somebody who was doing very cool stuff in different, innovative, edgy ways and who had your eye, at least a little bit, in one of the many things that you do on podcasts. And we wanted to be your partner there. We wanted to help you develop, produce, distribute, get audiences around a bunch of content. But first, I am sort of fascinated with origin stories. And before we get into the incredible shows you've made from Lethal Lit to Daughters of DC, always with a focus on fiction, in podcasting, at least so far, I want to get into sort of your background a little bit, because I think it's particularly interesting in your case. Growing up, it was really interesting because, you know, I wasn't super into Barbie. I was more into Ninja Turtles and G.I. Joe and all of the characters and toys and T-shirts and everything that were clearly targeted at boys. Even from a young age, it was very clear that this was the genre that I was interested in, but that it wasn't built for me, so to speak, you know? And so I always found myself being like the only girl in the room. That was like from a very, very early age, the only girl like front row Ninja Turtles. I had Raphael at all of my birthday parties. There was like a series of five years where the only acceptable like character was Raphael. But yeah, no, it was just part of who I am. It was from the get-go, you know? So it was a in the early days, definitely being, you know, on my own in that space. But then as I got older, discovering there were other girls like me who were also excited about this space, but also didn't have any characters that were really reflective of who they were. So it feels like a really natural transition to making this style of content. I think that you're probably like more expert than anybody I know to talk about how the superhero universe or superhero universes the multiverse. Have, have just exploded right in the last 10, 15 years. Now, someone like you may say, well, no, it's always been there in the background. It just got on mainstream mass reach audiences a little more thanks to Marvel and DC. But why did that happen? I mean, it's a basic question, but what happened in the last 20 years that this now dominates almost all of media. <laughs> Is there something that you see that others might not as a super fan and creator of this kind of content? Are you like, this was what happened? These were the stars that aligned in terms of audiences needs and IP that made this explode onto the scene? Maybe just walk us through that as people that might not get it as much as you. That's a great question. I mean, in the olden times, you'd go to the, the comic book stores to get this style of content. And the comic book stores were very specifically for a certain audience, an older, an older male demographic. And so stories and characters that were originally created really for kids had over the years sort of aged up with the audience. And what's happened in the past couple of years, particularly with what Marvel is doing, is they've opened everything up and made it for more fans, more different types of people, more all ages. It had gone sort of darker. It had gotten a little adult and a little dark. And then on top of that, the quality of the creative just got higher. There was more people from more different backgrounds joining the comics community because it started to open back up. And I think once the quality of the creative elevated itself, and also once the audience target sort of expanded beyond that core audience that had been with it for so long, that's when things, the ball really started to roll down the hill. But it definitely is, is in the past. I agree with you. It feels everywhere now, but it yeah. wasn't so every, I know it's so crazy to think about it that way. <laughs> 
dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I love the content that's being put out in this genre, but I'm not the super fan that you or folks are, but I love it. But yeah, my own case in point, I, I would read comic books here and there, but now it is truly all of media. <laughs> but to drill into that a little bit, is there a sense of ownership for super fans where you and your tribe, as it were, the super fans of the comic book worlds who were always there, is there a feeling of loss? Not to be too dramatic, where you feel like, oh, this thing that was ours that only we understood 
has now been bastardized and everyone's and it's just it's still how did that work with the comic con and the dragon con and the comic book super fan bases of the world is that an easy giving over of their community or has it been really hard for them over the last 10 20 years oh man well you know for me it was like this is the moment. Like, there's like a couple of different schools here. There's like definitely the hardcore fans that are very reluctant to open things up. You redo content and you bring in more female forward, more inclusive characters. And to them, that is definitely like a thumbs down. Like, you're sort of like ruining the true intention of the original character. There's definitely a contingent of fans that have that belief and are still in that space. But I'm on, I'm definitely on the other side of the track where it was like once it started to open up, I think that's when it became awesome. I mean, these characters were created so long ago. I think it is time for some new characters. And I think there's a, a way to sort of balance the nostalgia of the comic book super heroic universe, but then mix it in with new characters and stories from today. Like, I think it's sort of a false choice to have to say, we either have to go full all in on the nostalgia or just completely wipe the slate clean. There's like, there's a way to have balance. That's what we try to do is like achieve that balance. Cause I get it. Like we all want to feel the way we felt when we were kids. That's what keeps adult children like myself in this industry is that feeling of nostalgia. We don't want to lose that, but at the same time, like we got to move forward. It's, it's time. So you touched on it just a second there on the relationship uh, or role of females and superhero universes, Marvel, DC, or otherwise. It's not a secret because we've talked about this a lot, but I think the thing that we really want to, you're an incredible creator, incredible storyteller. What we also liked and wanted to jump in and support was this mission, maybe a dramatic way to put it, but definitely goal you have of launching more female-driven content in this space. Because I think to a large extent it has been missing and insanely underrepresented. This is a problem in all of media, but when something like the comic genre takes over media, it, it really starts to get striking. So I'll go all the way back to the beginning for a second. You're a young girl. This is the genre you've chosen to be a super fan of, or maybe it chose you. And <laughs> I like that. You dig in more and more and more as you become an adult, you decide I actually want to create this stuff. At what point did you realize as a creator now, not just a consumer of this stuff, but as a creator, hang on, this is like a little busted. There's not a lot of people who look like me who are my gender that are on screen that are in these books. Why is that? What's happening? Was there a specific moment of like disruption where you were like, I'm not good with this. Why is it like this? Like walk us through that. Sure. Yeah. It actually wasn't until I, I got to DC Comics and I was working there, which was like my dream. Like that was like the dream. Like it's like the dream job to get that job. And I was working there and, you know, really got a chance to do the full deep dive, not only on like the surface level of the characters themselves, like who, like, you know, who is Raphael and who is, you know, who is Batman? And, but just do the deep dive on who actually created these characters. Where do they come from? Like the full, like once you start working at DC, it's like a level up of like going down the rabbit hole of the entire ecosystem of these characters. And then I started to realize that not only like that we had this pyramid at DC Comics that like ranked all the characters in order of importance with like Batman and Superman at the top. And then, you know, and like Wonder Woman was definitely floating around in there. But then as the pyramid went down, it was like, 
well, here's all the girl characters. They're like at the bottom. And then if you peel back the layer even further, you realize that all these female characters were actually created by men in like the 30s, 40s, and 50s. So just like the ball started rolling down the hill from there of how can these characters be truly authentic if they were created like 50 years ago by dudes? And how can they be prioritized and sort of get them out there if this is just sort of, this is the landscape that we're in? It really was my time at DC Comics that sort of pushed that ball forward for sure, and just prioritizing these characters and creating new characters for today. Is that the general consensus in the community of creators in that world that like, yeah, we've got to fix this? Or is the overriding feeling, no, we're good. How did you feel when you started to say these words of like, guys, I think we have a problem here. Like half of us are missing from that org chart of superheroes on the wall. What is the reaction you got? You know, the reaction uh, and things have changed a little bit in recent years, but that was that balance I was talking about earlier where, hey, Heather, this is all awesome and this is super cool, but we can't lose our core fans and our core fans want to see super buff dudes punching people in the face. And so, you know, if, if you want to do like what you want to do, the, that's on you. But no, like there's also a, a, a sort of like a stop, a, a total stoppage on new character creation. Like even, and Marvel is doing such a fantastic job, but even on the Marvel front, these are characters that are from decades ago. You're not seeing like a lot of super brand, you're seeing a lot of reboots. The new this, the new this. And even the, the most recent reboots are just female versions of male characters. So it's like, coming up soon is like Lady Thor, you know? And it's like, okay, cool, but like maybe we could get our own character that's not just like a derivative of the male version of that Why, character. What's driving that? Why not make a whole new roster of superheroes? Why is there this like, well, uh, we're le the, the library is actually locked. You can only use pre-existing IP. What do you think's driving that? One part of it is the nostalgia piece for sure, you know, because there's this idea that if you go too far, that the audience is not going to come with you because they're so locked into the current multiverse or universe and the canon. You know, you, I mean, you've seen it. Like if they, if they switch up a character, there's this like uproar. If they even, I remember one time we like slightly tweaked like Superman's costume to like a different blue and everyone was like, this is, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> like it was like, you would have thought the world was ending. There's definitely like that component to it. But yeah, it's also like higher risk to create characters from scratch. That's just the name of the game because you're building a brand new audience and you're not able to say, hey, listen, if you like Batman, you'll like Batgirl. Like you're really sort of building something authentically from scratch, which in the history of comic books, like that's what comic books used to be, was the spot where you launched new characters and IP. And then over time, it became just sort of like this nostalgia, like whole situation, but that wasn't the original intention. So I feel like we're really getting back to what it was supposed to be from the beginning with a lot of the work we're doing. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful 
for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. So you got the podcast bug. Maybe just talk about why coming from a medium and especially this genre that is so visual that you were attracted at all to a, a non-visual audio only medium. And now I understand the obvious reasons. Podcasting is exploding. Over 100 million Americans a month listening to podcasts. It's a medium that skews very young still. Over half of podcast listeners are 18 to 34. What I'm trying to say is the answer really is why would I not do this? But what, in particular for you, what was, because you were pretty early in this, even three, four years ago, we can call you a veteran of this medium. Yeah. Yep. Before, certainly before other audio dramatists or fiction creators were jumping in, what lured you to it? There was a lot. I mean, when you, if you're a sort of like historian of comics, it's like, you'll go back and you can, you, it's like the Superman radio hour or war of the world. So I think it's interesting to look back on the history of the sort of, we'll call it genre action adventure and see that these comic book style IPs, they were living in the, in these radio dramas, like even from the get go before. So you know, in terms of bringing those stories to life and making the choice to jump over to podcasts, there were those examples to show that we could pull it off. And then from there, it was like, yeah, the creative challenge of the lack of visuals and shifting was actually super attractive. And we had this really amazing idea for a young Latina female detective and the genre and sort of putting it all together, like creatively, like the challenge was very attractive. And that sort of brought us there, but it was there. Like the the sort of foundation for doing this style of content was certainly there. Talk to us about some of those shows as we wrap here. You started making shows with iHeart 
a few years ago. We launched a show called Lethal Lit. Some of the more recent stuff we've done is Daughters of DC. Probably going to make more of that because it's really kick-ass. But maybe just talk about some of your favorites that you've done and why. And then a sneak peek, if you can, of what's coming up next. Yeah, so Lethal Lit was uh, actually iHeart's first ever scripted podcast. So we were really excited to jump in there and super thankful to iHeart because that's that risk that we were talking about where it's just like, listen, I promise it's going to be super cool. (laughs) We've never done this before, but just like, it's going to be awesome. I promise. That was exactly the conversation. (laughs) That is real. That is a factual accounting (laughs) of the the events because nobody had done this before. Everyone was like, okay, Heather, like it's going to be fine. No, but we did Lethal Lit. Lethal Lit did super well. We're working on the second season right now, which is going to launch uh, in January in conjunction with a series of books from Scholastic. So it's going to be super, super cool. So that's what's going on with Lethal Lit. Daughters of DC, yeah, there's going to be more coming soon. And that was also a super, super fun challenge because that was the first ever YA political thriller podcast. So we're jumping into- Give us the logline of Daughters of DC. Tell folks listening, what's the show about? Because it is really, really cool, actually. (laughs) Well, the, oh, it's, I mean, I could talk about it for hours, but the inspiration for the show was like a singular thought, which was, what if Sasha Obama was a vigilante hacker? Was the original thought that led to the concept which became Daughters of DC. It's a group of girls um, from opposite ends of the political spectrum. Their parents have basically told them that they can no longer be friends. So it's really reflective of the current environment that we're in. And so instead of obeying their parents, they uh, start a secret app where they can communicate with each other. And things go downhill. Very Things spiral very quickly from there. And, you know, like the, uh, the Sasha Obama character, Character. Her name is James Parker, you know, very loosely inspired also by uh, Batgirl's turn when Batgirl became, oh my God, this is so nerd. But when Batgirl became Oracle for a period of time and Oracle was very into white, it was, she was a white hat hacker, very into technology. So we use that inspiration. So it's basically, if you're into the idea of Sasha Obama as hacker Batgirl, this would be like an that awesome. Super cool. Yes, a little nerdy, <laughs> but mostly cool. <laughs> like if you're like me and you're a fan of what that girl turned into oracle then you'll be a fan yeah <laughs> awesome so listen incredible stuff coming yeah last quick question i do want to tuck in because i think you're probably almost best suited to talk about this the derivative works potential of podcasts is a officially a thing now yep. a, a people optioning podcasts to become tv shows books films i don't think it's why you do the medium i think you and we love this about you. You genuinely want to make great audio content, but it is happening for you that I think a lot of this stuff will get picked up for other mediums. Why do you think that's happening in podcasting so much? As much as books now, podcasts are getting picked off in a great way for TV, film. What is it about a podcast that lends itself to that? Maybe better than other stuff? Yeah, there's an intimacy to podcasts. And I know that's something that's been that's been said by a bunch of different people now, but there really is nothing that can replicate the feeling of you in your own headspace, especially on the fiction side, experiencing these characters and stories. And so I think that's a big part of it. But you know, from our perspective, this is in the DNA of this style of content. 
that we produce. And so to me, it's like just in the way that you could have like a version of Batman that's for kids, a version of Batman that's for adults, a, a comic book Batman, prose novel Batman. Like you, you can understand these comic book style characters living in all these spaces. I mean, and you have to start with an authentically amazing podcast, just like you have to start with an authentically amazing comic book. Like if from where you're starting is not awesome, you're sort of nowhere. But yeah, like that's the key is just make an awesome podcast. And then if you make an awesome podcast, the ball will roll down the hill from there, sort of how we approach content creation. But yeah, I mean, the genres that we're in, I mean, the podcast we're working on right now is called See You in Your Nightmares. And it's like awesome horror, like YA horror, like coolness with all these different sub genres of nightmares that we're going to explore within the concept. And I can already see that being sort of like American horror stories, like an anthology series and anthology, you know, on, on TV or even a series of books. Like it's sort of endless where this style of content can take you if it's done correctly. It's true. It's tough in podcasting because we use words like authentic, intimate, genuine that a lot of mediums use but we mean it. <laughs> yeah. It actually applies to this one really, really, truly. So uh, listen, Heather, it's been awesome to be able to talk. You've been an incredible creative partner for iHeart for several years. The content you're putting out into the world is, first of all, just awesome, but also I don't want to lose sight of it. It's, it's also kind of important. I think that some of the stuff you're putting out there into the world is finding a way for female heroes and lead characters to be a part of a universe that maybe they haven't been enough to date. So it's cool on a lot of different levels. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, this is like, you know, representation matters and heroic representation especially matters. And so thanks for going on this crazy ride with us. This is like, it's, I think we're kind of just starting, which is really super cool, but really, really awesome and great chatting with you. Thanks. And everybody, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Hopefully helpful, hopefully interesting. We will see you next week. Podversations is a production of iHeartRadio. You can find more from the biggest names in podcasting on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where 
Anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.